Isn't it funny how easy it is to hate a format and write an article about it when you keep losing at it? Good evening and welcome to episode 99 of Horde of Notions. I'm your host, Chris. With me tonight, the two regular hosts. First of all, it's Will. Currently on my Facebook trending wall, there is a Krispy Kreme story where they had the Krispy Kreme Club, which is KKK for those people who can't figure it out. There's also a Little Caesars announcement that there is a pizza with 3.5 feet of bacon uh, wrapped around the crust, so that's for the Lansdale. And since I live in Canada and Quebec specifically, I feel like I should give a Quebec PSA, and apparently high school staff are allowed to strip search students, which is only going to end terribly. <laughs> Actually, I did see that article, or that, that news piece, and it was uh, quite important. They were allowed, they're allowed to do it if they suspect that the student has committed a crime, but they're not allowed to inspect the body, only the clothing. Sure. It's not going to cause any problem. Nope, no controversy to be had there whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, have you heard about that incident that happened in Kentucky? Oh, God. <laughs> There's no way this story ends well. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the name. They made a movie in, about it. Uh... Deliverance. <laughs> no, it is a D word. Oh, the um, yeah, yeah, the the one where it's the, the fast food restaurant. Yeah. Basically, somebody caught up a compliance. fast food restaurant. Compliance, good job. They caught up a fast food restaurant and said, "Hey, uh, we think one of your employees is like a drug dealer or something. So uh, we want you to strip search them." So the, the manager took the girl back into the back room, had her strip searched, and everything because some kid prank called them. Uh, it was an Travis? adult. Travis, what? I, I, I don't. I don't know how to break this to you. Um, Compliance is not a D word. <laughs> yeah, I know, Mister. <laughs> oh my God, you suck at English. So you're Austin a teacher, sucks right? English. No, he works at a school. Okay, close enough. Um, are teachers at your school allowed to strip search kids? Well, oh, in all fairness, tricky Travis. word. Travis works at a university, so teachers sleep with students at his school. Exactly. Ten years a wonderful thing. <laughs> what? They have to be that? They have to be ten years old. That's kind of gross, dude. I'm I'm pretty sure Canada has a lower age of consent than the United States. So, uh, well, it depends on the state. It's 16 in Canada. Uh, uh, it's it's not really 16. It actually is 16. No. Yes, it it's is 14. <laughs> No, it's only 14 if you're under 18. Uh, right, okay. You live in the rest of Canada where things aren't weird. <laughs> I live in Quebec. There's like yeah, you're, there, there's, there's loopholes that make it 14. <laughs> trust me, I know this law. I have been to ageofconsent.com numerous times. Yes, that is an actual site. Why dot com? Wouldn't dot com be for the U.S.? No, it's for the entire world, actually. There is... Now I need to Google this. <laughs> Ageofconsent.com. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. 
<laughs> anyway, moving smoothly on along. Why is this a website? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> I like that they also post male-male and female-female relations. Yeah, because in some countries that matters. It actually does. In Australia, male-male is 18, whereas for everything else, it's 16. Yep, in Barbados, male-male is illegal. Uh, wait, no. Actually, in Australia, it's 21 for male-male and 16 for everything else. Really, Australia? You have like you let Nazis in, but two dudes want to get together, and it's 21? Come on. like Get your shit together. <laughs> Unfortunate choice of words. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> wow. Well, Lansdale. All right. Um, I don't know how we got onto this topic, but um, get, yeah. <laughs> it's not you two. It's Will. Um, Magic the Gathering. This has been an interesting week. Uh, Paolo's going off on modern, and Kibler's backing him up, and everybody's saying, "Shut up! You don't know what you're talking about." Look, I I happen to back what they're saying. Because if I remember, if I saw a tweet correctly, Travis said if we get rid of Modern as a PT format, he's out of Magic, which is one really weird because he's never actually played on the PT, so I don't know why a PT format would affect him. And two, can we do this to get rid of Travis? I'm out of caring about Pro Tour coverage. I'm not going to worry. Follow the Pro Tour. Who cares about Pro Tour coverage? Unless you have bets with people to make money off of someone going, you know finishing better than the other one. So you shouldn't well, bet at your local does tournaments. not endorse betting on Magic the Gathering. <laughs> no. I mean, if a bunch of whiny crybaby pros can't <laughs> tolerate the fact that they have to learn formats other than standard and limited, then they can just go take a flying yeah to Rolling Donut. Are you seriously saying that there's nothing wrong with Martin? I'm not saying modern's perfect, no. But what I am saying is um, the the idea that the pro tour, the professional level magic, should be exclusively standard and limited makes them look like a bunch of crybabies. I don't remember anybody saying that. Go back and follow the conversation. They both want to get rid of all formats other than standard and limited. I'm okay with getting rid of Travis. Wait, is that not what we were talking about? No, we're actually not. Well, no. Oh. Like I, I don't, I don't understand the people who say that modern is a terrible format and it's stale. It is. I also don't. It's not. It can't be stale. They just freshened it up completely by by radically altering the meta. It's not stale. Look, it does have problems. The first time I, you can play. The first time I ever started modern, you can play Jund, and right now you can play Jund. Clearly, if I mean, don't get me wrong, Jund is obviously the best deck, and you should always be playing it. But at the same time, it's clearly a stale format if, you know, there's one deck that has been dominating from start to finish. There isn't. Uh, yeah, there is. It's called Jund. What is Jund? I, I've never heard of it. Jund? It has some uh, some black mana symbols in it, some red mana symbols in it, and some green mana symbols in it. Also, oh, it sounds terrible. And no, it, it wins absolutely everything. Ever. I don't remember that. Do you remember that happening, Travis? Um, maybe way back 30 years ago. Uh, okay. Travis, you were like 60, 30 years ago, so calm down. Essentially, what Modern needs is for Wizards to lighten up on their bannings a little bit. 
I really like Paolo's idea of a 20-card sideboard. What did you think of that, Travis? I don't see how... Uh, I do agree with him that the 15 is arbitrary, but I think his whole argument against modern is messed up. I think uh, Ari, did a, Ari Lax did a much better job of arguing what you could do to fix modern and um, its problems than Paolo did. Well, the fact is that of the modern Pro Tours, every single one has been won by a combo deck, right? Ex- no, Sean McLaren wasn't playing combo. I mean, didn't... No, that, what was it that uh, they won with the with the Cryptic Command Eternal Witness deck? That Nobody was, won anything. Yeah, that was the Players Championship where he went like undefeated throughout, and then ended up losing uh, in the finals to Yuya, who was playing Jund. But that was a multi-format tournament. Like it was five different formats. We can't really count that. But the first Modern Pro Tour was won by Twin, uh, and Eggs has won a Pro Tour. McLaren won it, and then Twin again. Yeah. I mean, like, I agree with Kibler on the fact that, because I think it was Paolo who put forth the 20-card sideboard. Yeah. And Kibler pointed out, like, one of the problems in Modern, and I mean, I've come across this, is that there's times where you play against matchups that it really just comes down to, like, can I draw sideboard hate or not? Like, if you don't, then you just have no chance, and if you do, then you just win. Right, and, but, like, and this is... So, no, but, so, like, those games are really boring, if you will, or really uninteresting, and I think there's a propensity in uh, a PT field to lead toward more more kind of games like that. I don't think that's true for kind of regular modern tournaments. Uh, I think if you kind of take modern away from the... P- like, if you discount the PT modern, and you look at modern generally, like, that's not the case. I mean, I've played in uh, two, three, three, maybe four modern GPs, where essentially, like, I mean, yeah, there's a game or two that it so happens that, you know, you you kind of, like, it's, you draw the sideboard hate or you don't. But most of the games actually come down to, like, there are there is decision-making that goes with it. So, I, like, I feel I they obviously only play modern at the PD setting. I'm talking about, like, PB and Kibler and that. They may play the occasional GP, but, I mean, they're not... No, really, not those two. Well, Which is I, the problem. I, they're trying to complain about a format they don't do, very, do anything with. And instead of trying to figure out how to get better at the format, they want you to just drop it from the Pro Tour. I don't think that's fair, though. You can't just sit there and say, oh, these guys are only complaining because they don't know how to play the format. They are making valid points. The format does have problems. Fact, people complain or are scared when their deck does well because they think it's going to mean it gets banned. That's a fact. It's also a fact that you could literally make a deck of nothing but powerful sideboard cards and probably go at least 50-50 with it. Because the the sideboard options, especially in white, are just ridiculously broken. And there aren't the answers to them that Legacy has, even though all of these cards exist in Legacy as well. Those are two valid points that apply whether you play the format every week, or you play it for the Pro Tour and never any other time. If you're playing Twin, you just flat out lose to a suppression field. No, you don't. Until you find a cryptic command. Not really. I mean, tw- Twin can deal incidental damage there. But, like, I think it's it's a very odd situation because, well, obviously, I, you know, I don't want them to get rid of Modern at the PT, right? Modern at the PT is actually just really uninteresting uh, to watch. If it wasn't for Justin and Amulet Bloom, I mean, 
Like, that would have been some pretty just uninteresting magic. The, the Obzon Some of that may also come from the fact that we're getting all these teams to get together to just build the same deck. Well, no. It's because they do that for Standard, too, and I don't find Standard boring. So, I really find Pro Tours boring. For usually the same reason you get four decks that you see all weekend long. So, I'm going to slightly disagree with you, Chris, for like the, the Abzan, like Mirrors, just because, and I mean, this is widely known. Uh, I have a tendency to say, play a Jun style deck. Or, really? I've, I've never heard yes, that. Yes, yes. Well, Chris purposely made sure we didn't podcast for a year while I played Blue-White Control from start to finish, so oh, there's no actual recorded podcast evidence of this <laughs> taking place. But generally, uh, I'll play a Jund, or not that I really like it, but Junk-style deck. And, like, the mirror to me, watching the mirror is extremely boring, because, like, playing the mirror is, you know, I enjoy it, I find it skill-testing. And that, but I mean, watching it, I just completely uninterested in it. Uh, see, here's the thing, and I find this really interesting because here, locally, our modern metagame is stale, and it has been for some time. There's one guy on fish, there's one guy on bogles, sometimes two. There's two or three on affinity. There's two or three on um, burn. There's a couple on. There's one guy who will always play like. Five colored dredge vine. There's a couple people on Tron, and it's the same people playing the same decks because that's all they can really afford. So I think there's a. I mean, obviously for you, it's very much kind of skewed in the sense that you have a smaller community. So whereas you look at somewhere like say Montreal, where there's still there's probably the. I mean, people have kind of access really only to one deck. There's more people that exist in that community, so that they play more. Uh, and it kind of, like, rotates. Whereas you guys have, say, a much more dedicated community in the terms of, like, the kind of the regulars show up pretty much every single week. But yep. they really only have access to one deck. There are a couple of people who have access to more, and then there's people like me who have access to the format. Um, but And I'm, I'm one of the few who will brew on a regular basis, and that should come as a surprise to precisely nobody. We, we know. We, we have a... There's a podcast, I think. It's called Horde of Notions, that you started it specifically so you could brew on it. I don't know if you've heard it. You should actually check it up. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, it's on MTG Cast and probably somewhere in iTunes. Is it any good, though? I heard there's a guy on it who's, uh, who's pretty terrible. He does talk about Jund. Well, I yeah. mean... Travis obviously talks about Jund terribly, that, that guy. But there's this guy, Will, that just like Jund Master. How many PTQs is he? But doesn't Will also spend some time talking about man-on-man sex in Australia? <laughs> and scoreboard. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm confused as to what the problem is with this. Is there anybody on the podcast with a hot sister? Uh, Travis? I'm pretty sure Chris is a single child, or he has a brother. I don't know about I Travis. I have three brothers. What? You do not have four siblings. I do. Oh, yeah, it's true. Travis is, has two bear siblings. You have four siblings? Yes. What? <laughs> I mean, I know Rick. Yeah. I thought you were going to say for a second, you're like, Rick's not even my sibling. What? Oh, my God, there's four Lansdales in the world. Um, I don't know if you know how to do math, but four siblings would mean there were five. No, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we've been over this. I'm not good at math. There's a... Will, we're going to need to hold up with some shotguns. The Lansdales are taking over the world. It's like a zombie apocalypse. Wait, there's... 
There are so, you are friends with six Lansdells. Now one of them's your son, so that doesn't count. But there's a Pete, a Peter, a Karen, and an Emma. So you do at least okay. have one sister. Okay, Karen and Emma are both my sister-in-laws. Well, sisters-in-law. Karen is Rick's wife. Emma is Pete's wife. Oh my God! There's more Lansdells. Pete and Rick are my brothers. Sally is my sister. She, of course, is married, so she doesn't have Lansdale as a last name. And my other sister, Tina, is not on Facebook. Right. Are any of them I can't actually tell you. Earlier question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Will's sister's hot, but that's known. Wait, how is your sister white? Because <laughs> she plays eight bears. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, my God. This is way too complicated. But, no, because I'll tell you, there's a, there's a guy here pl- pl- planning a modern GPT for the weekend at Modern Masters 2 releases. He, they did this for Modern Masters yeah. as well. First prize is, if we get over 36 players, it's going to be plane ticket to Montreal, two buys, and half a box of Modern Masters 2. Two buys to, for what? For the GP. It's a GPT. There's a GP in Montreal? Yes. I should probably be aware of this. You probably should look into judging it. Ugh. Dude, judging GPs is value. It's enabling me to fly across the country literally tomorrow to, to judge GP Vancouver. Anyway. I don't think that's value. Wait, GP Vancouver is this weekend? Yes, sir. So we get to watch more modern? Ugh. Yes. I know. I can't yeah. wait. Anyway. So, the excitement is killing me. I hope it lasts. We, yeah, killing you. I hope it lasts a long time. Drag it out. I what hope the excitement doing, literally kills you. We're brewing for this tournament, and we're trying to come up with a list that we can all put together, test it against the gauntlet, because we feel like the metagame is pretty wide open here locally. Nobody is ec- an expert with any deck except possibly Twin, and it shouldn't be too hard to come up with a deck that beats Twin. And the first deck that we've come up with is something similar to what Jeremy Dizani was playing in Europe, that mono-white hate enchantment brew with uh, Mater Sands. I've been testing Soul Sisters. It's pretty good against Twin. Soul Sisters against Twin is really good. Uh, the problem is, after board, they have Anger, and then you're in trouble. Oh, so you're playing Soul Sisters. Can't you just play Burrington Forge Tender? Uh, or Mark of Asylum, yes. Uh, Mark of Asylum's even better. Can't that be countered? Yeah, but so can Burnt and Forge Tender. Eh, less easily. Besides, if they if they counter my Mark of Asylum, that's one less counter they have for my Path, or my Suppression Field, or my Linvala. Also, Ghostly Prison's pretty good against Twin, I hear. I don't know what that does. Is that probably have to pay? Yes. It's a problem. So if, you, if you stick one of the Soul Sisters on the board, they can't go off with the... Um, Exarg. Right. It is kind of hard to keep one stick to stick, though, because they do have a fair bit of removal. Oriok Champion, however, is really good against them. Yeah, really. He's also, like, forever many dollars. He's actually only 25 in foil, so he's not that bad. He looks pretty sweet in foil, too. Oh, sorry, she. It is a she, I believe. Oh, I've, I don't know if you know this, my son has started coming to FNM. And he's, he's doing pretty well. He's, he hasn't quite cracked uh, a positive record yet, but I mean, he's only been playing like four weeks, so he's doing very well. So he's already a better Magic player than you, is what you're saying. Yeah, ab- absolutely. But what he, um, what he has done is, first of all, he plays lands in front, as you should. Oh. Someone needs to shoot people who do that. <laughs> 
But uh, more important than that, he loves foils. Okay. Like, I'm not... Uh, normally, I'm against shooting kids, but you, this is unacceptable. <laughs> At this point, he's not a child. He's a monster, Will. Seriously. I feel like I have done something completely right. Uh, I'm pretty sure you mispronounced horribly, terribly wrong. <laughs> no, I think that's pronounced jund. But yeah, so the, this mono-white enchantment deck, Do you remember, did you see the list that Dizani played? Dizani, I think someone else played it. Team Revolution brewed it up. If you're asking me, the answer is no. I'm asking um, both of you. Do you, you have a link to it? I looked at it, but I don't remember it. It was a while ago. It was at a European GP. I don't think they played it at the Pro Tour. I don't even know what Revolution was on at the Pro Tour, to be honest. I just saw an article that says, Netherlands-based nonprofit selects 100 candidates for proposed one-way trip to Mars. Except when I read it originally, I didn't read Netherlands. I read Neanderthals. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it much more interesting. <laughs> what? They're sending Jack LaCroix to Mars? Uh-oh, Travis is using the computer. This can only end terribly. I mean, at least he's not telling us more stories about something that happened in Kentucky, which... <laughs> Kentucky. Well, Kentucky is really interesting. That's where fried chicken comes from. <laughs> That's how that works, right? It's also where KY Jelly comes from, I think. Uh, weird. I'm trying to look for it now. I know it played Sphere of Safety and Ghostly Prison, and it might have played Porphyry Nodes. By the way, Porphyry Nodes plus Heliod is a really neat combo. Uh, what? So that's not a combo. Because it can't destroy the, the Heliod. So it'll never go away. You'll have Porphyry Nodes on the board all the time. That doesn't sound right. As long as you have devotion, it's correct. Why? Okay. Why Remember would you the... have devotion, though? Because you're playing other enchantments. The TCG player site, right? You used to be able to type in a card name, and it would have a link to click to find decks with that card in it. Can I ask you a question? Why did they take this away from me? Don't you write for SCG? Yes. Shouldn't you only mention SCG? No. Are you not? Can we can we talk to Cedric to make you legally required only to, to say SCG? Can we you over Then we can troll the heck out of you. You can try. All right. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna care. I'll talk to Cedric. Be like Cedric. I mentioned TCG player in my article this week, so I, I don't think it's gonna be an issue, bro. What article? It's not up. I thought they fired you. Really? I'm they gonna have to get. Fired. They didn't. So I ordered no. a cake that says, "Yay, Lancel got fired for no reason." Yeah. Unfortunately. Right so, buddy. You just suck. Travis, do you know what a milfay is? Oh, no. A what? A milfay. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's no way yeah, this ends I was wondering what a milfay was in... Ew, that's not good. What's a milfay in English? I don't think we want to know. Anyway. I know what a milf is. Yes, no, I'm that's sure not can. what we're talking about. Apparently it's called Milfay. You must have this. I'm going to send you the link. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you were talking about your enchantment deck. <laughs> Just oh my god. Well, it's a Napoleon. Is that what it's no, called? No, it's not Napoleon. It's not a Napoleon. Well, oh. that's French. Yeah, Milfay. Milfay. Yeah. Well, I'm saying it in... Jeez. Oh, 
Wait, I just got a message. I'm saying it in, like, French-English or Fringlish. I don't actually want to live on this planet anymore. Why? Si tu veux, on peut faire le podcast au complet en français. Je crois que Hélène Bergeau aimerait ça très bien. Ah oui, aussi Kevin Després qui serait l'arbitre en chef à Vancouver. C'est vrai, et comme ça... Travis va être, ne va pas être capable de dire rien. Oui, complètement confus, il ne savait rien, mais quand même, ta sœur, elle est très très belle. Je t'ai pour toujours et toujours. <laughs> oui, oui. <laughs> I just, God, I just told him, his sister was hot in French. <laughs> Alright, so this deck, this is not a terrible list. I've seen worse. I'm going to post it up on the Facebook for you guys. But this is a good starting point. Are we still talking about this enchantment deck? Yeah, we are. Can you just brew Jund for once? And then I can tell you why it's terribly wrong. Can you just play a version of Jund? You're not brewing Jund. You're just throwing good cards in a pile and going... <laughs> hey, all four uh, playing any deck with four ringed Halo main. This thing has four Chalice of the Void. Yeah, that is probably outdated tech. Yeah, I think that might need to not be the case. But four Detention Sphere, four Ghostly Prison, three Idyllic Tutor, four Leyline Main deck. Yeah, we might need to cut one of those for a Rest in Peace. Two Nevermore, four Ruined Halo, three Sigil of the Empty Throne, one Sphere of Safety, two Sphinx's Rev, three Suppression Field, two Supreme Verdict. I would like to throw Heliod in here. All right, so here's the thing. Porphyry Nerd says, at the beginning of your upkeep, destroy the creature with the least power. And if two or more creatures are tied for the least power, you choose one of them. When there are no creatures in play, sacrifice Porphyry Nodes. As long as Heliod is a creature, there will be a creature in play. Of course, it could get passed, but that's neither here nor there. What if your opponent has a Progenitus? This deck needs one of the, um, the one that brings all enchantments from your graveyard back to the battlefield. This deck needs... You mean Replenish, that isn't in modern? Not empty the... No, uh, empty the vaults. Yeah, empty the vaults. There's a white card that does it. Well, that's probably a sideboard card in case somebody's playing Back to Nature. Who's playing main deck enchantment removal? Uh, everyone. People hate Buggles. And also, why is there no enduring nope. ideal in this deck? People play a crap ton of Abrupt Decay. Yeah, but most of the stuff you care about doesn't die to Abrupt Decay. During ideal? No. Why not? It gets you an enchantment every turn. Yeah, but you can't do anything else. But your goal is to just get enchantments. Mm, maybe. I, I mean, I yeah. The more I think about it, the less I hate it. I think this deck needs red. Actually, no, it has blue, right? There's yeah. a there's a like copy effect in blue, right? So you cast enduring ideal, then you can like copy it three times, and then you just get like infinite enduring ideals for the rest of the game. Uh, no. You will deck yourself at some point. No. Well, okay, I'm sorry. If you are casting four enchantments a turn and you can't win, because obviously this deck is terrible, you shouldn't be playing this deck. It definitely needs one Missville Plains. For what? Uh, uh, it needs Wheel of Sun and Moon. Like, say I don't they know why, but because safety, I love that Shuffle card. it back in and then search for it again with Idyllic Tutor. So, Wheel of Sun and Moon? You can't cast Idyllic Tutor once you've cast Enduring Ideal, though. I'm not talking about Enduring Ideal. I'm not listening to Will's shit. Okay. What about Wheel of Sun and Moon? One, because um, I love that card. 
Isn't that, isn't Rest in Peace just better? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure in terms of name, Wheel of Sun and Moon is better than Rest in Peace. In terms of picture, Wheel of Sun and Moon is better than Rest in Peace. In terms of flavor Debatable. text, though, I actually really like the flavor text on Rest in Peace. I, I actually really like this deck. Uh, I'm not... What Enduring Ideal, does it cast the spell, or does it just put it into play? Let's see. Oh my god, it costs seven? Yeah. Yeah, no, we're not and playing it copies this it. And actually, every life ends, but life itself never does. So they can just counter your Enduring Ideal, and you don't get to cast it each turn, right? Uh, that would be correct. Hmm. That sounds terrible. I didn't say it was a good card. Although, maybe you play one in the sideboard. For the grindy, like, for the Abzan matchup. Or for the mirror match. Yeah, because that's going to happen. Uh, but this deck this deck can beat Burn by playing... Well, it's got Leyline of Sanctity, but you can play Martyr of Sands. Uh, Detention Sphere, Ghostly, Ghostly Prison's really good against Twin. So Suppression Field. I don't hate this. This seems like a really fun place to start. You know, I had plus versions of fun, but go on. Plus it lets me play my Sphinx's Revelations that I still have sitting in my binder. Oh my god, Luminarch Ascension. Wow. Wow. I think Chris just came. <laughs> Dude, that happened a while ago. I mean, I think this is worth looking at. And... Uh, there's probably better choices for some of these now that the meta has changed. This is from back in April of 2014. Jeez. Wow, way to give us an update deck list. I thought you said Jeremy okay. Bizzani had one. He did, but I can't, I'm having trouble finding it. Maybe it's because it won zero. Actually, what you should play is this. A s- this deck doesn't seem right. Anyways, Travis, what have you been brewing? I've been working on Soul Sisters. Okay. Travis, when I say <laughs> what have you been brewing, I expect a serious answer, not for you to just go along with the Lansdale troll. I've also been working on a manifest deck for modern. I should have an article up for Man of Proud on it soon. Okay, have you been brewing a good deck? Were you working on Tezzeret, you said? Uh, there's a, I think there's a good blueback Tezzeret list that's waiting to be found. What's blueback? That's what you're trying to do, bring Blue back. I actually, I really like Tezzeret Agent of Bolas. I really, really like that I do too. Do you think there's going to be a Tezzeret Agent of Ugin in the next set? That That's an interesting thought. That would... Uh, would he be, like, blue-white? Uh, he'd be... Colorless? Something... <laughs> I mean, blue-white... We've only had one blue-white Planeswalker, right? Venser. Did they kill it off? Yeah. Ooh, wow. So te- now you're really so technically, they went back in time, so maybe they didn't kill him off. Right, but they did change shit. And he didn't die fighting the Eldrazi, though, so... I don't know if that'll change anything. But maybe Nahiri... I think Nahiri is the Planeswalker in the next set, so... Not the one that we saw in the Commander deck, a different version, obviously. Yes. I found it odd that they'd print it in the Commander deck. Me too. Me too. Like, I, I really yeah. thought, I mean, 
Freylaise was nice, although I obviously would have wanted, you know, something standard with her. But I really thought Nahiri was weird, because especially with the storyline for Ugin and Sorin, and that's... Nahiri was the third one in there, at least. Yeah. So we assumed, I think, that you'd think they would have printed it in the actual set, but nope. So I'm kind of curious as to what the Planeswalkers will be in the next set because, like, thematically, there's not really any that are kind of tied in, right? Like, we already have, I mean, we already have Sarkin, we already have Sorin. Tezzeret's really the only one that's tied with Bolas, and there's no and one tied with Ugin, besides for, like, Nahiri, loosely. Yeah, Nahiri, it could be Nahiri. It really could. And that would be your two walkers, but in that case, Tezzeret's probably not blue-white. Because you wouldn't have a blue-white and a white Planeswalker in the same set, would you? Blue-green? No, definitely not. I don't think there's and another blue-red one at this point. Maybe he's just straight blue. I guess we'll find out. Anyway. Will. Yes. No, Travis. Both of you. What, what do we think we can do with Tezzeret in Modern? Play in Snaring Bridge. Lots and lots of ensnaring bridge. Yes, I would like that very much. Play a play was... set of Relic of Progenitus. Mm, sure. If we're playing ensnaring bridge, we want to keep our hand empty. Play blue black control tron. Stop that. What? You can totally play Ugin in that deck. You could, but he's not an artifact. So? He doesn't kill all your artifacts? Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, the thing is. If we're going to play a Tezzeret deck, you almost need to have Seeker, because Seeker is the one that lets you play Silver Bullets. Oh, I just remembered that the first Tezzeret was called the Seeker. I thought for a second that you were talking about Seeker the way, and I really <laughs> thought that was a bad idea. <laughs> like, I, I understand that every time you cast an artifact, it triggers prowess and gets lifelink, but I really think that's not where you want to be at. <laughs> that's probably true. But being able to search up like a Torpor Orb or a Graph Digger's Cage or an Engineered Explosives on zero... Or Vault Key? Uh, not in modern, no. Or a Spell Sky. Seems pretty valuable, right? They should totally reprint Time Vault. Can we play like Saltai Tezzeret and Splash White? And I'll, I'll explain why. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Doran can attack under an ensnaring bridge. I may have heard tales of that. What if they give it plus one, plus one? Um, how would they do that? Uh, they what? play a pump spell on it. They giant growth Doran. Please do. Anyway, you were saying, Travis? I said God bless you to Will. Oh, Thank don't, you. don't do that. No, but what do we think... Like, that's probably a bit too much. So, if we're playing Tezzeret Agent of Bolas, we want to empty our hand of artifacts, we, and we want to ult him as quickly as possible. Is that what we're doing here? Yes. Mostly the empty our hand and play Instaring Bridge. So, couldn't we just play, like, Pixie Sticks? Uh, I, I mean, I guess. I'm not really sure how that helps you with uh, magic. It's a deck. I, in fact, I wrote about it. No, I'm pretty sure it's a game that's completely different. In fact, I'm going to go and look this up online right now. Pixie I'm looking sticks. Nope. 
Not sticks. Pixie sticks. Drugs. That's what comes up first. Here. Oh, it's not actually spelled the same way. But yeah, they're pixie sticks by Wonka. They're candies. I thought there was a game with this. This is weird. You can just talk over me. Oh, that's generally what we do, yes. So here we go. Here's a list. This deck plays Codex Shredder? Yes. Why would you play Codex Shredder? Because it lets you get rid of the top card of their library. Oh, it's pick-up sticks, not pixie sticks. That's slightly different. Yeah, because you mill them out. <laughs> if you're going to play a terrible deck that pisses your opponent off, you might as well piss them off from different angles. So what do we think of this deck, though? Uh, Pixie Sticks deck? Yeah. If it's Did the one I'm looking at... I, is it, are you looking at my article? No, I'm looking for an article from Gathering Magic. Oh, no, no mine's way better. Um... The one on gathering. Who wrote the one on gathering magic? Uh, <laughs> Do I really have to look on Google for Chris Lansdell article? Can you just send me the link? I just did. It's on Facebook. What? Oh, it is. There we go. Okay. Man and Prime. Really? I thought KYT was just going to get rid of all your old articles on manandprime.com since you're a traitor. Guess not. Rack them up, get them this. Okay, what is this? It has Dacromystic. This is already starting off pretty bad. Um, why does this... Oh, no, it does have Tesseret. It's uh, Snaring Bridge. That's a good start. Probably want more on Snaring Bridge. Infernal Tutor. Lantern of Insight. <laughs> this is just awful. <laughs> Pixis of Pandemonium. Okay, did you want us to look at this deck to see how awful it is? It's so good. I define good. Your opponent never gets to do anything. This is this is just oh my god! Like I don't understand how you can get on my case for playing Jun because you're like Jun is a boring deck. You need to do something fun. This is not fun. This is just infuriating to everyone. Why isn't it fun? It looks like a hell of a lot of fun to me. That's because you designed it. It also... What the hell is this? Uh, no, I don't want that. Um, no. No. See, this is a problem. Like, normally you come up with fantastic ideas for brewing. But modern is so bad that the best Travis can come up with is Soul Sisters, which we've talked about infinite. Or no, add well, I mean, the manifest prefer. deck I'm working on either, you turd burglar. All right, let's talk about your manifest deck, Travis, since Will refuses to open his mind to the possibility that looking at the top of your opponent's deck and just milling them one card at a time while you win by recurring Gaia's Blessing is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your manifest deck. If it doesn't run Master of the Unseen, we're done here. It doesn't run Master of the Unseen. Yeah, we're done. We're done here. Let's Master of the Unseen. It's the two mana enchantment that's unbeatable and limited. Uh, oh, the manifest stuff. Yes, yes. Sure. I'm pulling up the articles in KYT, so I'm going to look through the exact list. Um, I have two versions of it that I've been working on. Uh, or it, it attacks kind of from two different ways. You can do the straight manifest and then blink it with Restoration Angel or blink it with um, Cloud Shift. 
Um, oh, but I'm off. Why, why, why Cloud Shift? Why? So you can go off as early as turn three? <sighs> Define go off. I guess it's turn one. Now, how would you even go off? You'd have to get really lucky to go off. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. This isn't a combo deck. How exactly are you going off? Because you manifest an Emrakul. Yeah. And, and then you blink it. And then I play a Liliana and then edict you and then you die. Travis, defend your deck. <laughs> okay. My, my employer just called to say I don't have to work tomorrow. Sweet. Snow? Or just don't have to work? Uh, the temperature is supposed to be like negative 25. That's just a normal winter day, though. Yeah, that's like... When you look somewhere that has the gear for students to wear, yes, it's a normal day. But when your students have to walk across campus, when the best thing you can ha- buy is like a windbreaker, not a... I mean, I, I've i done the walk of shame in minus 18 and nothing but t-shirts and a, a boxer shorts, so... Yeah, but we don't mind if you die, Chris. <laughs> wow! You're not paying us. <laughs> so you can take your manifest deck and shove it individually in your urethra, and uh, we'll start talking about real cuts. Um, urethra. So I'm just guessing that your plan is to go like congregate in, congregation at dawn and then manifest somehow. Right, that's one of the ways. Um, I'm also been experimenting with what is the card? Aether Mage's Touch. If you Congra- Congratulations, Travis. You did it. You named a card that even I had to look up. I'd like to thank the Academy. Didn't we have a conversation about this the other day? We were talking about it in Facebook when I was writing the article. Oh, right. Not to seem insensitive or anything like that, but I generally ignore you, and this is probably one of those times. Hey, I mean... The feelings mutual. Yeah, the creature to its owner's hand, then put the rest of the cards with the sword at the bottom of your library. I guess that isn't horrible. So you, all right, you cast Congregation it on. Sure. You stack the 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 third from the bottom Emrakul, the second one something else like I've been using um, Spell Sky, and then you stack Restoration Angel on top. Sure. Next turn, on their turn, you play Aether Mage's Touch. You put Emrakul in. You attack with it in your turn, and then you can blink it with the Angel to keep it around if you need to. Uh, it doesn't gain haste. No, but if you no. cast Aether Mage's Touch on their turn, then you're you end up your end step. Uh, really? Because your deck's not good enough that one Emrakul attack isn't enough? One Emrakul attack is never enough. That's then you have to return to, it to you know, semi. Uh, this, this... Remember when we had Flores on the show? Oh no, you guys went on. And we were talking about the Malira etch champion combo and the way he described it was too much work etch, etch monstrosity I'm sorry I was wondering I was like what's the etch champion combo it's, it's just too much work if you're going to cheat Emrakul in just through the breach in or Goryo's Vengeance why go to all this trouble what happens if you want to get it in delicately and not force it through <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> too easy. I'm just saying, there's probably some young listeners at home that need some fatherly advice on the subject. <laughs> you got to take your time and make sure it's ready. Now, I mean, I get what you're trying to do. I just think, like, you're trying to do too much of it. 
if you're going to be playing around with manifest, then just get the incidental value. Like, the worst thing that could happen is you don't find any of your setup cards and you end up manifesting all of your setup cards. Or you manifest Restoration Angel. You're not always going to be able to control the top of your deck. And God forbid you ever play against Pixie Sticks. Uh, that's not a deck. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like having a second avenue of attack with this deck. I feel really bad for the people play who play modern in Newfoundland because I assume they're like, yeah, guys, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna like go out to our tournament and then we're gonna local tournament. We're actually gonna like test modern and get some good reps in. And then round one, they get paired against Lansdale, and they're like, man, I hate my life <laughs> because they know that the deck I'm playing is not something they've tested against, and it's probably good enough to win. Um. No, probably because it's just a giant waste of their time. So what I'm thinking, Travis, if you want to do a, a Manifest deck that can mess around with Emrakul, is it just Emrakul, or do you have, like, Elish Norn? I have Emrakul, Elish Norn, and Blightsteel Colossus. Uh, I don't think you want Blightsteel. I'll tell you what you want. You want um, a Chroma. Why a Chroma? It's a red Chroma. I think what you do is you go, you stay banned, you play Secret Plans and or tra uh, Trail of Mystery... And you play creatures that... You, I mean, yes, you have your Emrakul, you have your Elishnorn. And you probably still want Restoration Angel. If not, you want something like Flicker Wisp. Or maybe even just Momentary Blink. Because that way, if you manifest it and it dies, you can still flash it back. Why not Restoration Angel? Why not Restoration Angel? I think it's fine. I'm just worried that if you manifest it, you're screwed. But by, by playing, that that gives you the other avenue you're looking for. You know, if you flip up, I don't know, like a Noble Hierarch, and it gets the plus two, plus two, it's still pretty decent. You know, like, I, I, that's just the way I'd be going. Trail of Mystery. That's the yeah. blue-green... Trailer Mystery is green. Secret Plans is blue. Oh, green. Secret Plans. Trailer of Mystery. I, I, if it's worded the way I think it is, it's really good with. Um, yeah. Whenever a face down creature enters the battlefield under your control. So whenever you manifest anything, you get to search. You get to, to rampant growth. Well, not rampant. I'm confused how you didn't know this before because I assume you drafted these cards together. Infinite times. And two, not that, you know, I want to make enemies with BDM or anything, but you guys are really suggesting playing Trail Mystery and Secret I, no, no, Plans no. in a modern deck. I am not. <laughs> okay. You're the reason we're on this line of conversation. No, I'm, I'm so you're just as bad. No, you're so what are, you, what are you manifesting with? Just Wild Call? Wild Call and Cloud Form. You know, you can play it. Tassiker instead. No, stop it. Guys, I'm on board with playing Tassiker now. Let's talk about Tassiker. <laughs> yeah, you're guy. willing to admit that I was right about Tassiker? I'm willing to end this conversation. <laughs> Tassiker is very, very good. I'm playing it in standard. I picked, I picked up my first three today online. Sorry, listeners, I tried. What are you, you're, we're talking about Tassiker. It's very good. I hate you guys. 
I think it's probably going to be the card in two, three years that is the standout from this set. Uh, it or Ugin, one of the two. Nah, Ugin's going to be Ugin's going to be con basically. It'll drop to ten bucks and then it'll be back up to fifty. Exactly, but it will it will eventually have its eternal place in modern as the best top end spell you can cast reasonably. Yeah, maybe. I keep trying to convince the people playing Tron that it's just as good as, if not better than, all this dust and Oblivion Stone, because it doesn't nuke all of your permanents. Exactly. Anyway. I took two Ugin today, too. I'm going to start working on something. My goodness, where did you get all this money from? I traded three uh, Primeval Titans while they were like 30-plus each. Yeah, by the way, don't look at the price of Amulet of, Bloom. Amulet of Vigor. Just, just don't. I picked up uh, a playset at three dollars each. I picked so, playset at like fifty cents each. Oh, look at you! I did this after the pro tour. I did this like when it, the set was when it was new in the set. You want a cookie? Yes, I do. Anyway, they're up to eight bucks now. Oh, looks oh, like what? That's the median on TCG play. Oh, it's like for four fifty online. What are you talking about? Hive Mind is up from a buck to two fifty. I think Hive Mind still has room to go up. What what cut? I think Hive Mind still has room to go up. Holy moly! Hive Mind. Hive Mind. Primeval Titan is thirty five bucks online. Yeah, gonna talk like this, Chris. You gotta try to get it right. No, I can't. I, I can feel my brain cells dying as you speak. Why? Wow. Anyway. Tra- Travis wants to go and get himself some grits. Hey, don't you that, that that and some Cajun style alligator bites. Travis is a big fan of those Cajun style alligator bites. He go, he catch a gator himself with his bare hands. He wrestle that gator and he say, "Gator, gator, I, I, I'm sorry, Mister Gator. I know God is a uh, God. You're one of God's creations, Mister Gator. But Mister Gator, I need to kill you because I need some gator bits and I want to Cajun those gator bits up. And I'm sorry, Mister Gator, but you're gonna die for my Cajun alligator bits. We now know why Will's an LSU fan. Uh, also because they play in Death Valley, Travis. How do you what? not want what? Did you just say hot? <laughs> I said, what the fuck did I just hear? LSU plays in Death Valley. Nope. (laughs) Are you not a fan of the Cajun alligator bits, Christopher? Because let me tell you, the Cajun alligator bits from a fresh cash gator, those are delicious. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Well, that's clearly because you haven't had Cajun alligator bits. You know, you know what we're gonna do? <laughs> a random moment of geekery. Will go for the love of God. Okay, so I was out the other day and I got myself oh, some God. Cajun alligator no. bits. No. Those were no. fantastic. No, no. What, Travis, what, what's wrong? Save us. Are, are you not a fan of the Water Boy? I'm not a fan of you, right how, now. How, so how, how, no, don't. Uh, my random moment of geekery is uh, my Valentine's Day gift. To yourself? What? what? Valentine's Day? Oh, you mean Singles Awareness Day. What? <laughs> I don't know. Try, just just keep talking. Where's the... the, the Up your butt. What my you... bought me a plant for my office. Okay, where's the good part in this? Hold on a second. I'm posting it for you so you can see it. Sure. Okay. 
clearly this is going to help all the viewers out. Well, it will be in the show notes. Oh, will it? Are you right now? Sure. She got it off eBay? Oh, it's a Chia zombie hand. Exactly. Uh, this romance sh- like an undead hand reaching from the bowels of hell. I suppose. I mean, unless there's like a Chia boob, that would probably be slightly, you know, more manly. the fuck is this world coming to? What? You can make Chia anything. Apparently. You just, you just make them grow some stuff and whatnot there. Thanks, Obama. Yes. Also, how are we at Random Moment to Geekery yet? We haven't talked about the points that I wanted to talk about. I don't actually care. Like how Magic Origins looks like Final Fantasy, which means it'll probably be like Final Fantasy, so it's going to be super yeah. cool before you release. Forf- you forfeited your right to talk when you started sounding like Colonel Sanders. I'm sorry. Do you, hey, are, you not, are you not a fan of the Cajun Alligator Bits? Because trust me, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my mama to whip you up a batch of the Cajun Alligator Bits. I'm going to get the hood to whip... Whip, whip them right over to you, Mr. Lansdale, and you're going to love me some Cajun alligator bits. That's what you're going to do. Yes, sir, read, Bob. I don't even think these right, are real. Chris, saying that he sounds like Colonel Sanders would be like me saying you sound like you're Scottish. <laughs> Actually, well, Chris is I Scottish. Could, I could do that, you know. I have been to Scotland a couple of times, I'm sure and I can better. do the accent. Right? All right. So, uh, you need to work on that accent a little bit, Chris. Can we talk about how From the Vault Angels better have an alternate art Selenia? No, we can't. Shut up. My moment okay, is Okay, if it doesn't, uh, people, the listeners of the show, so basically Joshua Lemish and whatever you other three people are, we greatly appreciate it, need to start the hashtag Gavin Verhate must die if there's no art alternate Selenia uh, in this podcast. And here Get a hold of notions. We can't endorse the killing of any Wizards of the Coast employee. Come on, Will. Uh, you can't do it. God. Where do you come from? It's just a hashtag, Mr. Lansdale. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being serious. It's just a hashtag, Mr. Lansdale, you know. But I I, I, I really want one of those all out Selena. Yeah, oh, yes, God. yes, sir, I do. I really want one of those all out Selena, oh, Mr. Lansdale. So, you know, we, we, we want to start a hashtag to get I'm that all out Selena. I am going to punch you right in your mandula oblongata uh, if you don't shut Ms. up. Mr. Lansdale, I don't know what a mandula oblongata Ablamgata is, I, I assume, is one of those fancy woods that you, uh, you West Coast uh, people uh, made up to make us, uh, uh, us, us poor little uh, Cajun boys uh, seem really dumb. But I don't think that's a real word. Back me up, Mister Travis. <laughs> Y'all be crazy. <laughs> oh my God, I want to die. My moment of geekery. I've been playing a lot of Super Smash Brothers for my 3DS. Um, I don't pretend to be good. But I don't understand that game. Uh, what, hey. what, what, what's not to understand? You pick your favorite, stop it. You pick your favorite character from a, you know, from a Nintendo you know game, how and then you just beat up listen, another character. Listen. Well, well, that's, that's it's like plenty. Killer Instinct, but with characters. it's nothing like Killer sure Instinct. It's exactly like Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct playing with Mario had more than two attack buttons and it had combos. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. The actual smash part, I understand fine. It's the smash run things that I don't get. It has, like, these unbeatable enemies in it. And the jumping is annoying, and the platform's physics are unreliable. and maybe, uh, It's just a really weird game. Maybe that's just because you're bad at it. But I can't stop playing it, because it's fun. Like how Travis maybe? is bad at life. Yet fun. It's just, yeah, it's just weird and fun. 
I think that Will's Cajun accent needs to be a weekly occurrence. It doesn't matter what you think. On that note, let's wrap this baby up. So, for Will and for Travis, this is Chris saying join us again next time for another exciting episode of Horde of Notion. Uh, uh, before, before you finish, Mr. Lanza, I got one thing to say. I don't know if you know what my favorite magic card is, but I, I'm going to tell you what my favorite magic card is, Mr. Landau. Mr. Landau, my favorite magic card is Hellrider. Yes, sir, indeed it is. I do love that Hellrider, Mr. I'm waking up to ash and dust I wipe my brow and I sweat my rust I'm breathing in the chemical